0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kickstarter podcast presented by our friends at Pro Taper Handlebars and Controls. I'm Don Maeta, joined in office by uh, Chase Curtis, our ad guy Dominic Gayton, and uh, Mike Antonovich Remote from Illinois. So, uh, man, Anton, I know that you're the man holding it down at the races, traveling, fulfilling your lifelong dream of chasing the (laughs) professional motocross circuit. But dude, we had a hell of a week out here in California. <laughs> um, oh, dude, you
1: guys work a million times harder than I did. So all dude. respect to you, because I've done the mini major thing, and that thing is a meat grinder.
0: Yeah, I'm dog, dog beat down, dead tired right now. But uh, let's get to it, man. So uh, first thing on my mind is A Ray scored some damn points.
2: Are you bummed? Are you happy? No,
0: I'm happy, dude. I'm glad to pay him the seven hundred bucks. I told him I'd give him a hundred bucks. For every point he got at the end of the season, he's like trying to cash him in Sunday night. Oh, da- Venmo my money straight to Mike Nitel at No. because <laughs> he's trying to buy some new bicycle. I go, no, 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 dude, we're going to give you a big check at the end of the year because you're going
2: to
0: score more points than this measly seven. But how did he look, Anton? Uh, he looked good,
1: and that is a track that is um, Dahmer's been there. Uh, and if you see it on TV, it is very hard. I mean, it that is. rough. It is a rough track. Every jump has a million ruts going up the face of it. Kickers develop. There's little chuck holes, everything like that. I mean, it is a brutal one. Uh, and A. Ray had an eventful day. I don't know how much you've talked to him. Uh, the new bike, uh, I don't think his 15 minutes wide open at Spring Creek for the first <laughs> practice paid off because they had to do a motor slot between motos. Oh, and no. then second, yeah. And then second moto, the muffler fell off like and I think it fell off in front of me, too, because I heard him coming around, and the bike sounded fine. I'm like, oh, look, there he is. He's going good. And then he went through a section, and then I just heard all of a sudden it sounded like the world coming to an end because it was just all Cali 450 power and no FMF silencer.
0: Mm. Was there fire shooting out of the midpipe? Uh, I don't know. It was weird because
1: it just, it just got loud out of nowhere. And did he finish that way? I think so.
0: How... How... Yeah. how uh... Shit. how long did the motor did that happen yeah i,
1: I believe so i uh my brain kind of started going to jello out there though because it's hot in florida and yeah by the end of those 450 motos i was pretty cooked
0: <laughs> but uh so wherever he finished i'm glad that he kept going yeah like, it's like 16 18 or yep, something yeah right? mm-hmm. yeah so how, how how early in the motor did his pipe fall off
1: like halfway or so
0: no maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe no maybe
1: like last like 12 minutes but like long enough like long enough that it was
0: a problem yeah
2: if sparks were flying out of the midpipe and his boot caught fire would he have felt it he wouldn't have noticed <laughs> he yeah would,
0: he would have raced until he was charred <laughs> charred crisp he would have looked like Corey
1: creed in that real moto video <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so okay but beyond that uh, we had two double moto sweeps right
1: Yeah. so uh, and statement rides too for both guys like yeah. i mean i had to do it like that
0: yeah, but I mean, exciting, not exciting, because they, they went
1: 1-1? Oh, no, incredibly exciting because of the way that they had to do it, you know. Um,
0: yeah, Frandis came from d- behind in that first mode, right?
1: Yeah, made some passes. He had a lot of quick guys ahead of him, um, made the moves that he needed to do. Jeremy did what he needed to do. It was a little bit slower to get through both times for him. Uh, I heard him talking to the team after the race was over. He said it never felt like the rear end of the bike settled, so it wasn't like it was driving power into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were changing some stuff back and forth, and he's still working on that. And then for Dylan, I mean, you could see how fast that star bike is. We've talked about it week after week. And then he's been changing some parts within the bike to make his starts better. So even in 450 Moto1, he was a little bit closer than he's, or 250 Moto1, He was closer to the front than he's been in the past.
0: He's been practicing or something. He's been getting good stuff, Um, by the way. No, they changed something to the engine. He said it was a power thing.
1: Hmm. Uh, So it's a little bit more of like a low end maybe to get him out of the gate. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they've done a bike setup change. Because I asked him "And how was your weekend?" I'm like, hey, you've talked about this a lot. Is this technique or is it the motorcycle? And he's like, oh, no, it's all motorcycle.
0: Hmm. So he's blaming the bike for his bad starts before. A little bit. I think he he explains it really
1: well that how he would taper the power is one way. So if he wants it for the start, it's going to be not so fast later on, like up top. Mm-hmm. So he wants like a more up top thing, which I'm surprised by. He doesn't come off as like a gnarly rever. He seems to ride in the meat of the power. He doesn't lug it as much as Marvin does, but he doesn't seem like he's out there screaming the bike around. Um, but, yeah, he said he's been figuring some stuff out. And that's cool that they're still trying because he only has four motos left on a 250, and then it's over.
0: Mm hmm. Hmm. So uh, I was pleased, very pleased to see Justin Cooper get on the podium in second. So the first moto, he's like kind of a distant fourth, right? And then got second in mm-hmm. the second moto. Really, really close or not? I know the qualifying was um, real close, right? Three, yeah, qualifying Three was super of a close. second or something.
1: Yeah, and in both times, I mean, honestly, I would say that Justin was more consistent in qualifying because his second best lap was was pretty close, and there was a big swing between Dylan's two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, Justin is coming around. You know, he he even said in the press conference, "It's it's taking me some time to get going." Like last year, I was really good in the first moto. I wasn't good in the second moto. This year, I'm not so good in the first moto. I'm better in the second moto. So he's trying to piece two and two things together. He says he feels better, like that hand issue and the other things that were going on earlier in the year, he's gotten around, but it's pretty deep still right now. You know, he's got Shane, I'll put Jared Fry in there, Dylan, so, you know, three teammates that have been just as quick as he's been at the starts, and then the rest of the guys, like, it's been so-so, but you can tell that he just wants to get through him. He wants to win motos, like, he totally wants to win and feels that he can at these last two races.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: hmm Hey Anton, was there anything after the moto with Jeremy Martin and Alex Martin with that move that J Martin did on Alex and <laughs> after those whoop rollers?
1: Um, yeah, they're all good. I actually saw them talking like as as Jeremy was leaving, and he stopped by the JGR truck, and then Al went over and talked to him, and and they're all good. You know, they even went to dinner and discussed it a little bit more. I think like. We kind of saw this happen a lot too. There were a lot of lines on that track, but they all still did funnel into one or two main lines in every section. And so it was inevitable that guys were going to collide like that. It just – then it happens to be those two is not a good look.
3: Yeah, because I saw Amart Amart had another, with, another incident with Cameron McAdoo over that big kind of roller – that big kind of step over floater yeah, in the middle. And you can gross. see Amart was not happy about it because they hit that next turn, hit that table, and he kind of lifted his arm at him like, dude, what are you doing? hmm
1: Yeah. And like Dahmer, you've been there and I think anybody that saw this track, like there's some big jumps there and it was pretty common for, it was pretty common for some lines to come together. Like there were a lot of close calls, even from just what I watched, you know, being there. Uh, there were a lot of times that guys would, you know, take off near each other or whatever. The bikes would drift over. So, yeah, stuff like that just happened. And then that big mountain in the middle, it, it's pretty narrow up towards the top. And so then when guys are skying down the backside of it, they're mm-hmm. really, really close. You know, you can go long or you could short it and get the power to the ground. And one way or another, if you're side by side on that thing, like somebody's wheels are going to be by somebody else's head.
0: Yeah. Hey, how about poor uh, RJ Hampshire and that?
3: Mason Gonzalez? And that, Dude, Yeah. That sk- was ugly. Sky
0: shot thing. Is, his knee, yeah. is knee okay
1: after that? yeah yeah because he raced second moto um that's i even told Dahmer this too that was the third big crash on that jump because like mason did it rj did it but back in the day Gautier pollen crashed like massive over that thing too Mm. i'm not a big fan of that jump because uh it's it's huge that's probably one of the bigger jumps on the whole circuit and stuff like that happens kind of often over it too
0: Mm. you know
1: that's that's as big as Larocco's leap is without a doubt
0: jeez Dude, I don't know. I just can't imagine having a freshly uh, healed ACL and <laughs> jumping over your bars like that.
3: Dude. And landing. Good thing it's sand and soft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what, hey Yeah, and really soft.
0: I think the whole sand thing is what played in A-race favor with his ham fist with his hammer <laughs> throttle. Oh. Throttle, oh yeah. Throttle. What did, what did Tico call it? Hammer gas. Hammer gas. <laughs> <laughs> you can ride like that and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, self admittedly Dude, I was at mini-major listening to Cobras all day for the last three days. and I just watched the race highlights this morning, man. I was too tired to tune in.
3: Hey, you know what? I, I want to I give a shout out. To, you know who I was really impressed with, especially there too, is Jet Lawrence. I, I was really shocked. I mean, the, I knew he was going to be a good Supercross guy, of course, but I really doubted him outdoors. You know, I'm like, he ain't going to survive, especially when it gets hot and humid. But that first moto he got second, That was that was impressive.
1: Yeah, and, like, he he really wants to finish on the overall podium. Um, it was a big deal in Supercross for him to get a, a podium there. And so when he finally got it at Utah, it was a big breakthrough. Him trying to figure out everything now. I mean, his learning curve compared to other guys that are in year two is way higher. Uh, but, yeah, you could tell that, like, he's dicing for it. There's some talk of, like Langston mentioned on the TV broadcast, maybe team orders for Jet to move over for, for Jeremy and everything like that. Uh, personally, I don't see that really coming into play. That topic came up in the post race press conference. Jeremy Dillon and Justin Cooper, all three, so they don't want to see a title decided that way. I'm sure Jet doesn't either. And he's the future of that Honda 250, either of Geico or Factory Honda or however this thing goes. Mm-hmm. He needs to get as many results in as he can right now because he has to build into 21. Like, Jeremy's pretty good. Like, he knows what he needs to do, but they really need to make sure Jet performs all the way through so he comes into 21 knowing that he can be a winner
0: mm-hmm. any uh any rumors or grumblings in the pits about the uh the geico factory connection honda sponsor that needs to be found um nothing too
1: promising from kind of what i picked up this weekend uh i asked one of the guys on the team if it would be possible to maybe talk to somebody to do an interview pretty soon um because they have been open about like, Hey, we're not going to have a sponsor, but at the same time too, I don't think they want to come in and just blow all the doors out because that Geico deal, that's a big change. You know, they're pulling out of all racing marketing and everything like that as far as team sponsorship goes. So I think they're still trying to go through, they're working on it. Um, they have to do something, you know, and there will be, like we've said in past podcasts, Honda's on the bike deck or on the track next year, just how and where still has to be decided. Um, but yeah, they're working diligently, trying to figure something out. They just have three weeks to get it done, pretty much.
0: Jeez. Wow! Talk about pressure. So, who is the uh, who is the uh, agent that this rest this responsibility? Yeah, huh. is was on their shoulder. Is it Lucas?
3: Lucas is the Lawrence Bros.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I don't I don't know if how
1: that would work. Do you know what I mean? As far as an agent goes for a team, because and I want I'm going to have a an interview with Lucas pretty soon because I have a lot of questions about this. Where is there then blurred lines of okay? Well, I'm representing a client as far as a team, but then I'm also representing the writer, and then I'm also doing this. Like there has to be some balancing point where you can't do too many things because we see it in other sports too. Like you can only act on behalf of one side or the other. It's kind. Of, it would get kind of weird trying to um, negotiate both sides. Yeah. And you got to think too. All the guys that are behind the scenes at Geico Honda they're pretty business savvy guys. They have connections somewhere. I'm sure that there's enough feelers out there. And especially with American Honda too, this is a part of their deal. I'm sure that there's someone working pretty hard. I just don't know where the money is going to come from right now. Like what's the untapped marketing budget that's out there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, like the CBD thing, like everybody else thought it was going to be, that Mm. was kind of one and done deals. And, and that stuff's kind of tapered off even as this year has gone on.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of some CBD brands either disappearing or not paying their their bills. Hmm. Okay, hey, let's take a uh, quick break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for more. Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit
2: their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today.
3: Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed on more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike, trust inspect Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs.
2: Hey, it's Bo Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years from the awesome Pro Launch Start Device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up, this is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy's Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order.
0: Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town, Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Vescondido Action
3: Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto live show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special.
0: Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey everyone, Don Mietta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Hon, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out.
2: Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T shirt printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does
0: better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaTShirtPrinters.com. Hey, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper Handlebars and Controls. Uh, the handlebars that are on Rockstar Husky rider Zach Osborne's bike, who went 1-1 this weekend. Does he run, does he run non-crossbar or does he run Fusion?
3: I think he runs
0: the uh, fusion. Yeah, but he's
1: one of those special ones, like Jmart is, where it's the yeah, smaller grips, the small grips,
0: small the, grip, the baby grip, hands, bar, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
3: circus carny. Uh-huh. Maybe his hands
0: look like those little plastic hands I bought at Tom's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. But uh, okay, so ZL goes one-one, uh, pretty big statement. And uh, the w- the one thing I remember from the race highlights I saw is Marvin smashing into. DC. DC, yeah. was that an aggressive yeah. move by Marvin or was that a just go for it by both of them what was the vibe um, there
1: Adam's not happy uh, he had the inside line and he had the lead Marvin kind of hit him from behind um, but Marvin made a push and I really need to like see that clip back and forth because I haven't gotten to 450 Moto2 yet I'm still kind of re-watching everything I had MXGP stuff to watch and, and all that too like highlights and all that Um Marvin had an eventful day already, so the fact that he was even out there was huge because that slam in practice session two was massive. Like, I thought that was a season-ender for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Even going back to last week at Spring Creek, though, just on the Marvin point, that crash that he had at the top of the hill, uh, he told me that he hurt his hand and his thumb in it, and he only rode one day last week to try to to shake things down. Uh, I noticed late in the week that he wasn't on the pre-entry list, Mm -hmm. and then... I don't know if there was a, an indication of maybe he was or wasn't going to ride. You know, typically Marvin's on all the race entry lists and stuff like that. So for him to be absent from that one after a big crash was like eyebrow raising a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was all good. Looked pretty quick. I mean, he's been at really good at WW last year. So then he has that slam in practice, too. Uh, was kind of uncertain if he was going to race at all and then comes out and did really, really well. Uh, I think he knows, though, too, like he's in the same position as as Adam is and, and Zach, too. He needs to make as many points as he can right now because he wants to finish as well as he can on the podium. Like he's he was still pretty close into that fight. Um, and then they just ran into each other. I know Adam was bummed because it kind of hurt his shoulder a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he came off the track and was moving his left arm like actually quite a bit, like doing big windmill circles. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's he said that he's pretty good right now. I talked to the team after the race was over. Marvin was okay, just beat up after just two hard races in a row. So those two didn't have like a confrontation or a fight or anything like that. But they could, you could tell it was just like, yo, what the hell happened? Because <laughs> if you watch Adams' GoPro, it comes out of nowhere. Like out they of just nowhere. they're going into the turn and then it's just smash, and then Adams on the ground.
0: Yeah. Hey, and that
3: that crash Marvin had in qualifying was bad. I mean, he went straight to his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like,
1: he got up and, you know, kind of took a second to get his legs from underneath him, and he didn't go to the medical rig. Like, he just went and cooled out in his motorhome and then came back. So that was the other thing, too. You know, because we're not able to really run from truck to truck and see what's all going on, it's a little bit more difficult to find out what guy's doing what, especially... At those races when these big incidents like that happen, mm-hmm. so for him to to grit it out and then even get second overall yesterday was huge. Like you can tell, and how was your weekend? That he's just cooked, man. Like Doc G was waiting there to work on him when I talked to him, and
0: uh, he really know, needed you know a lot Doc of therapy. G worked on him right after that crash.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, it like the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your weekend? Like, I have to say, it was really good this this time. And it's always pretty good, but there was a lot of stuff that I had to ask guys. And, and Marvin's riding style, you know, he, he said because he's so smooth and fluid in a situation like that where he's beat up, he actually can ride just as fast and kind of take it easy on his body. It's not like he's getting – if he had to ride like Eli where he just manhandles the bike and you're sore, it's going to suffer. But Marvin said it doesn't feel like it's that bad in his instance.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Um, what else? How about Chase Sexton? Yeah, uh,
2: dude, he looked fast.
0: He was pole position. Yeah, right.
2: Mm-hmm. I think if he just needs, he just needs to work out those little mistakes everywhere. But man, he is fast. And how how about that battle with him and AC in those opening laps? Dude, he yeah. got
3: AC, and then AC. Which I thought I'm like, oh, Sexton's gonna. He's again, he's gonna yeah. take off, and then no, AC got him right back, yeah. and then they kind of. But then, dude, at the, the end of that moto was like Osborne was just stalking both of them. Yeah. Because then he he nipped Sexton and then just pounced on AC and then he was gone. Yeah. yeah it was like mm-hmm. he was just waiting back there, like mm-hmm. watching them. And he, I think, he even said that on the podium, like I got their pace and I chilled. I didn't want to. Then I just, yeah, I think he did the same thing with Tomac the second moto too.
1: Hmm. Um, the Sexton thing, like he hasn't led laps yet this year, and so we talked about this after the race. And they're steadily building. He he feels that he could win an overall. You know, in these last two, like he thinks he's that confident that it's going to happen. And the general vibe around the paddock is right now, like him and AC are the future generation, and it's amazing how well they've already kind of stepped into these roles as podium guys and race winners and things like that in their first, you know, summer on the big bike. Um, Chase wants to win. He's getting a little frustrated, but he's even really hoping to make a bigger statement next year in supercross. Like he knows he wants to win races right off the bat next year. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, that one was good. And then on the Osborne thing, he had a strategy, like the whole race. And the first one he waited until those guys got kind of tired late in the moto and then went on the attack. And then, you know, from the moment the race started though, he had a pretty good lead on them. Like he was a bike length ahead of everybody when they were halfway down the start straightaway. And then him and AC were bar to bar going through the whole shot stripe. And then Adam got ahead. So they, that was good to see both of those guys just right in the front right away. Um in the second moto that battle with Eli, he knew Eli was coming. He kind of said he saved himself a bit so he could put in a big push there at the end. Uh I noticed that Eli ran roll-offs in Moto 1 because it's such a sandy track and like you know you get 28 laminates and all that. Mm -hmm. And Eli's a pretty big tear-off puller. So second moto he had tear-offs on and midway through the race I noticed he was out of tear-offs, like even when he was going after Marvin. Mm. So Zach said, and how was your weekend? He was running low on tear-offs, so he figured Eli was too. So when he was going through sections and knew Eli was behind him, he was riding harder to roost Eli harder <laughs> so he would have to slow down. Like, And that's badass. Yeah. Like The fact that Zach is just that aware of, like, okay, I have to do this because it's going to make him slow down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had no idea Eli was out. He just figured, well, I'm an Oakley guy. He's an Oakley guy. We're both coming to the late stages of the Sandy moto. He's probably toast, so I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's badass.
0: Dude, how can you tell you're running long tariffs? You like yeah, keep tracking you, your you head?
2: somehow in that millisecond fill? Because, I mean, what, they come they in sa-
0: stacks of 7, 7, mm-hmm. 14, 12, they're running at least 28. Yeah.
3: I right. don't even yeah. know how they can see through that. I can barely see through the 7 I put mine <laughs> at, at our race
0: series. Yeah. Well, you need all 7, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it, you know, the whole Mooscan and AC thing. Or, like I, You can't blame Mooscan for trying hard, right? Right. I had a similar, similar run in with you at Oh could, my gosh, know? yeah. Remember? I that was
2: all in? you. That was your bad That's mistake. Already...
0: Just ran into the back of a jumpy house. Yeah, you
2: said a jump house,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Domer, and Dahmer rides a wide
1: bike. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. hard to get around.
0: Yeah. A wide guy What does that mean, Anton? Guy. Dude, you are impossible <laughs> to
1: get around because Ira would remember riding behind you and just getting so mad. Because you would know where I would go, and then you would block that line, and then you would roost super hard on the 450. Everybody, I says, everybody says that
3: to you. I, I, and, I, I, and to be honest, with you, I'm like, I'm like what's his name? I, I kind of like that when people are like, dude, you roosted the crap out of me behind you. I was behind you, and just I just got a face full so bad. I'm like, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's all that power just driven right into the ground. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's all that weight transfer to the rear tire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, uh, what else? Anything else great and notable about WW?
2: Barsha finally it, got a start.
0: Yeah, but then he, he threw, threw it, it away. away.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was kind of questionable because he did cut a big part of the track and he's riding back, you know. Oh. That whole Barsha-Gas-Gas gas thing is, is another whole scenario that's out there because it doesn't even sound like they have figured out who else is going to be on the team but him next year and Pierce. Uh-huh. So, like, everything's still kind of weird Wait, there. Wait, Pierce
0: is Gas-Gas or Pierce is KTS?
1: Pierce is Gas-Gas. Oh,
0: yeah. With Trilly. TLD, yeah, doesn't yeah. want it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, good for Barsha. He needed that. I was excited to see him on that track just because it's soft and heavy and, like, that's where he excels. But, yeah, it was kind of a bummer to see him down – down early in moto two uh dude it was hot it was really hot uh to go from you know the cold weather of minnesota the week before to go to this like almost 100 degrees when the moto started yeah it was a warm one and it was a big test for everybody um there was really nice cloud cover in the morning during qualifying and then between two fifty like second time qualifying session and then four fifty second time qualifying session, all the cloud cover burned off. Mm-hmm. And dude, it felt like you were under a magnifying glass. Like the Ugh. temperature went up like twenty-five degrees like right away. And Ugh. super Florida humid and all that. Ugh. Um that track, like I said earlier, it's big as hell. Like uh-huh. the jumps that are on that track are huge and there's, like, foot-peg deep ruts almost all the way up the faces of everything there. God. So, like, props to those guys because that, that doesn't even look like fun to ride. Dude, the,
3: the, the, when they come out of the start and they make that left around that sweeper and it kind of chicanes them, ne- they're going so uh-huh. fast through there. I mean, it's like you watch, like I said, AC's GoPro in the start there, and he, like, jumps and just lands, and I'm going, oh, my God, they're going so fast. Like, <laughs> if somebody hits or crosses you, yeah. you're going to go Done. down so hard. You know, and well, funny, and then, no one ever really crashed there. I never saw anybody uh-uh. get off big through there.
1: Like, think about how dense the pack is. So they go around that first turn, and then they hit that chicane, and then it's just those big ass high speed yeah. doubles. Yep. Like those are big with doubles. ruts, yeah, with ruts, and they're super soft. Like, yeah, so that you definitely have to be on your toes to get around there all the way across. Uh, they had some like kind of funky split lanes, some like big berms and walls yeah, built in the center about of them. That. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, split before see, the dude, big hill so in the middle was good.
2: Watching the second moto 250, I was like, man, I wonder if there's a line, like if, if there's a bump where one of these guys is going to be able to just jump over it. And then Anstey, yeah uh, it looked like a mistake, and then he was just running it. And Tomac
3: was... started doing it toward the yeah. same, too. What and a it, line. W- it made him some time. Hey, I was impressed. Full GP line. I was yep. impressed with Tomac's charge at the end of that second moto. He came from way back.
2: I was, hey. but the more I thought about it, I'm like, ah, it's finally like the weather's finally almost – Playing with him, yeah. Like it's finally hot. It's finally going to be one of those races that was like just demanding, mm-hmm. and so I, I was kind of impressed. But then at the same time, I was like, ah, eh, it's expected. not that surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Hey, went in that race. So those last five laps of 450 Moto Two yeah. were so gnarly because Zach <laughs> would ride different lines and be a little bit defensive, and you know, like he said, was waiting for Eli to get close enough that way that he could then break away. He didn't want to just go gnarly and, and check out eli would hit that first turn that big sweeper all the way on the outside mm-hmm. burn like hold it wide open all the way around and you could hear his bike over everybody else's and then he was charging everywhere that he could but just couldn't get there yet uh, so we talked after the race same as red bud too you know like another good eli interview when you get him on the spot and, and you get that time and he explained like yeah i just it was the same thing. I couldn't get going again. I feel good when I'm practicing at home. But then in 450 Moto 1, he got kind of caught behind guys, and it took too long to get going. And then in the second one, he was right there. Like, him and Adam were close going down the start, and then he was charging. And so he feels like he's more comfortable, and it's there. He admitted that he's still missing just that raw speed all the time, and, and he's said that the pace is faster and all that stuff. Like, it's just things working against him but he hasn't gotten complacent and not winning motos. Like he admitted that he was frustrated. He hadn't put a good day together since Indiana, which was round three. And then to have as many struggles as he did. And the criticism that comes down from, you know, people online and all these things. He's like, yeah, dude, like I had to get this together. I was starting to get frustrated that I wasn't winning races. So he wants to win a few more. The title's a little bit out of hand right now. You know, it's, it's, he's not mathematically out of it. It would have to be something huge, uh the last four motos are on tracks that he could do well at. You know, he's done good at Colorado, yeah. he's done good at Paula. But it would be a big ass to see how this thing goes. You know, who knows? Four motos, anything could happen with Zach or Adam and, and oh my god, Eli's back in it. But he would have to ride just like he did in four fifty Moto two the whole time. Yep. Yep.
0: Did when um, he, when he's telling you all this stuff and how was your weekend, is he acting? Is he just like, yeah. Yeah, I've
2: wondered that, too.
0: Or does he really care? Not um, bagging on Eli, but I mean, it's like, dude, he's had a hell of a year. He's just had a baby and everything. Like, just going See, through- so I,
1: I said that, too. I'm like, you know, full disclosure, there was a vital thread last week that was calling out, like, the media in Moto that we don't ask Eli hard questions. And, like, well, he's been flying private to get out of the races every Saturday night. So, like, it's not like he's kind of on the schedule of, you know, United. He's he's going home. You know, he's not hanging out. He's quick to get the hell out of there, and he's gone. So, if you catch him, good. But if you don't, you don't. It hasn't been that great. And when things haven't been going good for him in the past, like, we all just know he's not going to give you the interview. He's just going to, like, nah, I'm good. And so, like, we hadn't interviewed him. But that interview that I did with him after Red Redwood 2, I'm like, no, dude, he's laid it all out there. And I even said, okay, if he had to ride gnarly and, like, right over his head to get these modal wins to just be in championship contention for this outdoor title, and he gets hurt, well, then all of his offseason and all of his prep for 21 Supercross defense is out of the question, you know? So, like, if you're kind of out of it right now, what's the point? And then you have all the other stuff, like we've talked about COVID and winning Supercross and all that other options. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, are you taking a little bit of solace in the fact that, like, It's been a gnarly year and you won Supercross. He's like, no, dude, I want to win this. Like, I I want to win these races. So I don't think that he's, like, laying up or anything like that. But he just doesn't look fast at certain points. Like, even in qualifying, he just doesn't look like he's pushing too gnarly at any time either. And it shows. He's, like, seventh, eighth fastest. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to, like, say because you can see that he wants to go fast and they're trying stuff to make him go fast. It's just that it doesn't come together until it did on Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: because when he got by Marvin, he started catching Zach. They dropped Marvin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, like, 15 seconds back in no yeah, time. Yeah, when they crossed, yeah.
0: Maybe he'll just destroy everyone at Fox Raceway at the last race of the year in SPL. See, I could have done it. See yeah, you in January. Right.
1: <laughs> See all you fools in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give them something to think about the whole time.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: Mm.
0: Um, um, dude, Savachi. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Savachi, uh, top ten. He's pretty pumped in his. How was your weekend? No, miserable. no, <laughs> no.
1: And like, and that's the thing. I and this was another one. So we have these interviews, and I know that Joey's been you know through the ringer this year because I was at the race where he crashed out in Australia, and and I know how gnarly that was. And so for him to come back, you know, if if the Nationals started in June like they were supposed to, he would not have made it. He needed all the time he could to, like, test the bike and get comfortable on it and get healthy. And, dude, I mean, there was points in the race where he's – and this has happened multiple times over the last few weeks. The guy right behind him is Eli. And, like, we all know he probably wants to beat Eli with a little bit more spice than anybody else. Like, not that he's going to ride him dirty or anything, but, like, there is a big point to prove – to Eli and then probably to Adam too. Not that he's going to dirty him, but like he's going to ride as hard as he can to keep them behind him. Eli's, so be, like,
0: Eli's behind Joey going,
1: that fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, totally. And like, even when I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, but Joey's still trying to figure out the things that he wants to do. I don't think that he's like fully comfortable on the bike and he's still trying to figure out what they're going to do. He wants to be, like, in that group, like, battling for top fives, battling for podiums, but he's, he said it himself, he's the fastest, slow guy there is because yeah. he's just off their pace. Like, he can't do it yet, but he's way quicker than some of the guys that are finishing behind him, so he's kind of in no man's land for most of those motos.
2: Yeah, I mean, they talked about it on the broadcast. Like, he's not comfortable on that bike. I mean, Langston even pointed it out, how busy that bike can be in mm-hmm. those sections. I mean... It sucks because we know his potential after last year. We know where he should be and what he can do. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's just
1: not there. Yeah. Dude, like, you can watch him especially. He, Joey's not a big guy. Like, he's not tall. He's mm-hmm. not muscular. He's just, like, a little, like, the jockey kind of moto rider. Right. And you can watch the front end of the bike and it gets busy like you can see it like deflecting off stuff and joey kind of gets along for the ride sometimes and and i know that they've been working on the setup of that thing all summer but i don't really know how much they could do more to change all that like especially at this point you know Mm -hmm. um but i i like aside from that you can tell that everybody's just kind of ready to get through these last two it's not like summer's over and everybody's over it, but this has been a meat grinder of a year. You know, more injuries, more big crashes, more stuff like that. Um, guys just want to get through these last four motos and, and figure it out and then figure out what's going to happen this offseason because <laughs> I think that's kind of weighing on a lot of dudes' minds too, and it's, it's not a good thing. It's not the motivation that you want. Like, am I going to have a job next year? I think right. a lot of guys are stressing right now.
0: Yeah. So uh, any – any more developments on uh, when you think Supercross might start? I hear in late January,
1: I think we mentioned it on the podcast last week, uh, Monster Jam's doing that show down in Dallas um, right. end of October, and that's like the test run. That's going to see how they figure out what we could do for Supercross to go into there. Um, but yeah, it all sounds like it's going to start back here somewhere. Uh, Indiana, St. Louis, Florida, a lot of Florida stadiums that are open. Florida just lifted all their restrictions this week while we were down there so kind of who knows what happens from there because it's still going to be on the stadiums and and the counties and stuff like that of if they're going to allow that many people to congregate together mm-hmm. teams are ready to go though like everybody is talking about supercross 21 like the mindset is already starting to switch over to that
0: yeah you know who i need to get a hold of is malcolm and yeah, see what's going on because he's pounding was like. motos on that old cow yeah. yeah i mean not old like used but like it's a couple years old model wise you know, it's the one that mm. he built when he thought he was going to race that, but...
2: Real quick, just to touch on Supercross. Last week, Canard was out here at... Honda's already got their Corona track dialed, and Canard was out here actually breaking in uh, 21 race bikes for Ken and Sexton. Hmm. Like, two or three days last week on hmm. Supercross. So, yeah, they're they're getting ready. It's coming.
1: I did. They're going to... That's going to be, like, the thing. Like, Honda, that's full push behind that bike for Supercross of next year. Like, you mm. can tell that everything is already kind of spinning in their heads they're working hard to make sure that christian and chase's bike are set up good now at these races yeah but like hey man how that bike performs in supercross is gonna be on their minds all this winter
3: Hmm. it sure does look trick it does look good Uh i will give it that
0: okay on that note (laughs) last week uh i said it looks
3: trick (laughs) part part of the reason i'm so damn (laughs) tired right now is we
0: had uh our uh, 450 shootout from 2021 last week, um,
3: Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, and and uh, we had the uh, the old 805 happy hour at Blackmore Ranch, which was awesome. That was super fun, man. I, I had a good time with that. I didn't think that that would be as cool as it ended up being. I was pretty pretty uh, skeptical at first, you know, mostly because Dirt Rider did that years ago, like a panel, and it was it sucked. Right? It, was a, it was a studio and they are super cheesy like oh I thought this what did you think Chris You know. yeah but like, this was
3: good you guys were like it was good bench racing really yeah. Yeah, that's what made it it was chill that's what they lacked they, yeah. they
0: lacked that because they were a bunch of squares anyway <laughs> but, but yeah so yeah so the Cali won our shootout it tied with the Yamaha um, Cali had more first place votes and I I, I don't want to say I'm shocked but like you know, after I rode the Honda at the intro, I was like, "Man, this thing—the settings are a little bit off." It's fucking awesome bike.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, you can tell it has a ton of potential. Um, but I you
3: just, were looking forward to riding it at Glen—I mean, at Kahia. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: I, I struggled on at Glen Helen, but I, honestly, I was like riding it, thinking, "Man, COVID messed this bike up." Because yep. they were probably testing it, and they probably come up with some great suspension settings. Sent those settings back to Japan. To I think be they approved. rushed it. and then i think you know some small japanese guy wrote it and it was too yeah. stiff for him so they went soft and then they're probably going to fly back to the u.s i'm guessing and, and have a final test session all together they and
2: said they had two more scheduled
0: yeah and then covid happened and boom out Nothing. the door just put it out with what we got so i mean fifth place is not by no means indicative of what that bike is capable of or, or you know
2: hey i wanted to ask though has honda ever when they've brought out this all-new bike, have they ever just nailed the bike the first year? Or is it like the second year when they, they figure out You know, out the, the, the funny
0: thing I think about is the 09 Honda, right? The first right. The first EFI one. And it was crazy. They took us to uh, – I can't even think of the track. But it, it was the uh, – they took us to Texas to ride it. Oh, really? Lake, Wh- Lake Whitney? No. Or maybe it was Whitney. I don't know. Or free- it was, yeah. No, it was a ranch. No.
3: Uh, was oh, it Whitney?
1: Cycle Ranch? No, I think it was Whitney. Is this where Tedesco raised the six <laughs> fifty?
0: Oh, he raced the XR. He raced the XR six fifty against Warren Johnson and smoked him. Wow! <laughs> but uh, but it's funny because that year in '09, at that track, mm-hmm. the thing was so sick, and I was just like, "Dude, this bike is yeah. the shit." And I was so sold on the thing because it worked great there. Then I was in my head; I just had it. This is this bike is the shit. Yeah. And then we came back and we did our shootout, and our last day shootout was at Sunrise, Racetown, uh-huh. which has loose, like, sandy surface, kind of similar to the long, like, you know, the consistency yeah. that we had out there. And it won our shootout, right? And then the more I rode that bike, dude, I think I broke, like, three front visors that year <laughs> from falling <laughs> on my face, like, you know, going into corners <laughs> in front would go, But it was just like, yeah, that bike sucked that year yeah it was just like in the the confidence and that was the first big change right efi new chassis everything and and then they refined it the next few years so yeah john that was when they that was when they really first went from
1: like the burly stable like old school honda that rhino developed to like the super nimble one right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it had
1: like the stink bug rear and all that yeah dude i remember tedesco coming off the track at millville that summer and, like, yelling at Frankie, like, straight up, this is the worst fucking bike I've ever ridden. It's going <laughs> to kill me. And I remember Davey having problems with it. Like, I remember that one was, like, a weird one. But um, even and the, like that same
2: bike, though, like, 2011, everyone loved, right?
1: It, it took 12? some time. It took some time. Yeah. Dude, but, like, if you look back at history, though, a lot of people are not are not happy with that bike. And, like, its resale value is not that good. Like, it's it was not a good thing. The used ones, you know, especially the 250, because the engine was slow. You, they couldn't get rid of them at dealerships for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I will say though, this thing is 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 pretty off on settings, but dude, it is not like those. It's fucking badass. Like yeah. honestly, Anton, the first bike I'm gonna like really put some effort into this year is that bike. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Do you think it'll be badass when your brother does some stuff with yeah. suspension and maybe the does the suspension? That?
0: Yeah, and we got we're gonna. Send it to Ross, get that worked on, yeah. and then we're going to take it over to Jamie and see if he could, uh... Sweet. He's got some computer he can break into the stock... Nice. ...stock mailbox. Flash box. it. Yeah. yeah. And then I already ordered a pipe from Biggie at Yosh, and he says he's going to send it with a bung. A bung. <laughs> That's oh, what it's called, the thing on the header pipe, where they can plug in on oh, the dyno. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So he's going to send it with a bung to, uh... You know, so it could be dynoed and developed on the dyno.
2: Hmm.
0: But yeah, so, uh... How did you like it? Because uh, then you know, again, we had the Clydesdale shootout um, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, and 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 was out there. Uh, you were trying, dude.
3: <laughs> you were rolling around
0: the track, all Mister. Pacing himself. I had
3: to pace myself. That's like, it's it. grueling, dude. People, someone else like, oh, shootout. Oh, you get to ride all these bikes, and it's fun. And it is don't get me wrong, it is fun to. Yeah, but show. it's not all fucking. No, it's it's you know you're trying to see. That's the other thing. You're trying to. Ride these bikes, and mind you, bikes that you don't ride, you're not used to at all, And especially somebody like me who's taller, bigger guy, it's already you're already at a disadvantage, right? So bars aren't right. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening. So you're trying to figure out the bike and the power and different things. And then I got you like, come on, shoot this thing. Do this again. (laughs) And then then I'm trying to like look cool, but yet it's like, okay, I got to get back to my mind of what I'm doing with this bike and what I like and don't like, you know? So – and then also I'm trying not to kill myself on the track and do something (laughs) stupid, you know, and come back to some guy. Sorry about your bike, you know? But – yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't mind the Honda. It, it's. It. You know, I didn't pick it last. You know, but it was. Uh, like I said, it's hard. It's hard for me because all the bikes are too soft, no matter what, right out of the right. right out of the gate, right out of the box. So they're too. They're too soft. So I have to be careful on certain jumps. I can hit going fast or not because it's just going to blow through the stroke. So I, I have to be careful with that. But you know, I. I I like I liked the Honda. I was kind of like, "God, this," th-, you know. As it's funny when I was riding it, I was kind of like, "Well, you know what? If I did this and did this, this bike could be pretty rad." Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm also in my mind. I kept thinking, "God, this thing looks sick."
2: I know, you know? dude.
3: Even it just sitting when it was sitting under the Honda pits under the EZF and everything, and you're looking. I'm just like, even <laughs> even David uh, O'Connor was just like. Geyser this is Geyser's <laughs> yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, I felt like Tim Geyser out there yeah. you know so yeah it was it was uh it was gru I know we had a little problem with one of our tester guys getting a little uh <laughs> See that's
0: yeah. exactly why you need to pace yourself
3: Yeah I told and I told him that too I'm like hey dude, Yeah he you're-
0: came out and did like race pace <laughs> yeah motos on the first bike, yeah. throwing
3: thirties down. Right and I away. told him, I said, "Hey, dude, you got five bikes to ride here today. Like, take your time. This isn't a race." I told that to both him and David because I had done it before. I'm like, "Hey, dude, this is not a race. Yeah. You can't get out there and just hammer down the right out of the gate, or you're not going to make it. You're going to die." Yeah. Yeah. Good
2: thing we would have the Suzuki because I don't know if you would have rode a six. Bike. Oh
3: my god! Yeah, that yeah. That's the thing. I was destroyed even Wednesday night and then had to wake up so early to get to mini major on that. that the last week was a hell week. It was,
2: it was Soft. our own hell week. Yeah.
3: I know. I was like, who planned all this? Like yeah. this <laughs> This is West coast bakers out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, all right. Shoot out aside. I mean, that was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Uh, then we roll straight into the mini major Anton and, and yeah, I, I tapped out on Thursday, move in day. I, I couldn't come help. I just couldn't do it. I was like, that was a vegetable on Thursday.
3: <laughs> we got there early to help get vendors put up in spots and get the practice. And, yeah, it was There was a lot of people. A, yeah. lot, a lot, lot of people. people. I mean, I think, obviously, it was our most record-breaking
2: mini-major yeah. we've had.
0: We had 1,100 entries.
3: That is insane.
0: They, Anton, it looked like, uh, you know, it's at the SoCal State Fairgrounds, right? Right. I bet we had more vehicles there than they have for the fair.
2: Oh, yeah. There's more cars there than there were p- stacked up for the derbies.
0: Yeah, it was, it was nuts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you dude, know,
1: and that's awesome too. Because even at the race that I was at, I heard people talking about like, "Hey man, that thing looks like it's going off." Really? Yeah,
0: that's good. I will tell you what: if I never have to hear another Cobra feet oh. <laughs> in my life, I'd be happy. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I was telling Don today at Paris how relaxing the KTM e-challenge was <laughs> yeah, right? when they come on the track. Well, I was just thing, like, oh, oh just let my ears rest a little bit.
3: That part was uh, that was rad. That, that I was, of course, worried about how all that was going to play out, right. the, the KTM Husky electric bike challenge that we brought to the mini-major and, and having to – I think we only had 45 spots or something like that available over the three days because each day kids got the right, and I think something like 80-something kids signed up for it. So obviously mm-hmm. we had to – draw names for who got selected to it just randomly but uh it was so funny i i, I don't know i my, for many major for me my wife last night was like well how was the whole thing and i go you know what this this was an emotional roller coaster for me of <laughs> emotions of feelings of and, and i was a little worried on not uh thursday a little bit but just seeing some of the parents i mean i don't know if it's covid you know, they're at home locked up with these little punks, oh, these little kids, you know, and they're. I, I saw it. I mean, I, I was telling you guys this morning, I go, I saw more parents, like, smoking. I'm like, who the hell smokes anymore, especially out here in California? <laughs> nobody nobody smokes in California. You see somebody smoking, you look at them like, what are you Whoa. doing? Yeah. Right? So so I saw parents, like, smoking, and, you know, they're not old parents. They have young kids. You know, mm-hmm. they're probably in their early 30s, and they're just smoking. Their mom's smoking their brains out, and I'm thinking to myself, these poor ladies on the nerve, on, like, a, a nervous breakdown about yeah. to happen, you know, with with everything going on I've, of course you saw parents you know like i said the old the old mini dads they'll they'll be there till the end you can't yep. i don't think you know you'll ever stop that because i saw a lot of parents getting on kids and i get it I, I get it there there's there's a fine line between pushing your kid and and
1: encouraging him, <laughs> like encouraging your him kid on and then sh- him on.
3: and then just get just, just doing things saying things to your kid yeah. that you're just like Come on, dude. This is not what this is about. Yeah. You know? If you're
0: you know, out there... I, I didn't see much crazy Psycho Mini Dad stuff. What? Dude, dude they were did if you're <laughs> on the fence
2: line... If you were standing on the fence line, like, this yeah, straight yeah. away after the fence, your uh-huh. my. So I'm looking at the start. Yeah. The bikes are to my right. The parents are to my left. My left ear was hurting more than my right ear because they were screaming so loud.
0: Well, screaming like, like, go. Uh, and, uh, no. They were like, so... dude, like, at Ascot back in the day? Remember Sean Perolio? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw his dad like throw a pair of scissors at him. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And then, and then it's true. There is, there's extreme parents that go nuts. Yeah, but I didn't
0: see any psycho parents like that. Like, okay, so, you know, today I spent a couple hours working on a photo gallery that I'm putting up called Faces on the on the sidelines or something. You know, a a good portion of that uh, gallery is I went, I was across from the where the picket parents were signaling. And I was just laughing and shooting. And the pictures of the faces, the intensity. Some parents are just screaming and yelling and other parents are like smiling and giving a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Like I I definitely prefer the thumbs up pictures, but some funny ass like hand gestures and and body gestures and everything. It was awesome, but... But, again, I, I didn't see them in the pits, you know, like yelling at the kids and your son. Well, or, the
3: pits, were remember, the, the, they were yeah. all back there, so we didn't get to see yeah, when they got back to the rig. Problem. You know, we didn't get to have, you know, I don't know if CPS was out there. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah. if CPS would have rolled through there, there probably might have been some problems. I don't yeah. know but but I was skeptical in the beginning of it and even even like I said the KTM husky electric challenge like mind you it was free so if you if you signed up for 50 class you got to sign up to partake in this kind of race demo to, to ride this bike for free yeah and yet parents and like I said there was no first or second or fifth or tenth it was just get to ride it and, and yeah. everyone got their the cool seven made these cool um for bibs for yeah. them shout out to zing bob zing helped us at the i mean literally the last minute getting some logo stuff on there we didn't even know if it was going to happen that was rad thank you to him and then like i said Nahilo concepts made these amazing zing, those medals were sick they were so sick they were so sick so Nahilo concepts shout out to them they they always make amazing stuff bob and mr uh Bob out there and, like, and his crew, his boys make amazing stuff. But like I said, it was free and I saw a dad like screaming at his kid. Oh, yeah, I just I'm going, Dude, this isn't even really a race. They're just yeah. riding for fun and you're screaming at him like you know, and I go so it's like I saw a lot of that and and then like I said, I, I heard of some other things, even Andy Jefferson from Husky was the like the lady
0: that came up and put their, her kid's name on the sheet. Did you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh. You know, so there's like fifteen slots per race or whatever? And one, there was like some kid that couldn't do it. So there's an extra slot open. And so Andy was in the process of deciding who he was going to select. And he says he sees this lady walk up and grab the paper and write her kid's name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, like I said, I saw, I, I saw a little bit of that here and then. That, and that was like the first day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. this. We, I hope we don't have parents fight. And I heard of some things of some parents getting heated up, you know. and, and uh, Really?
0: Dude, it, that, man. Dude, I was oblivious to all that
3: we were we saw it all yeah. you know but and the, you know I will say though as the day went on and obviously Sunday Sunday was the complete opposite it's, it's, it's you know Ward the Kenny Taco Bell who did a great job too on the podium on Sunday with all the kids and and then you saw more of the parents people supporting being stoked for their kid and and i saw more support and you know i, I was helping doing photo uh, podium photos and stuff and i was telling you guys really, i felt like i was the sears photo guy just like i was taking pictures with grandma and grandpa and the whole family get everyone up there let's do it you know which was rad and, and people were you know hey can you use my f- my cell phone and take a f-? like absolutely let's do this so it, it was cool it was really cool to see everyone at the end be stoked and You know, but, but dude, and the the other, the other vibes
0: on Sunday were unreal. They were,
3: they were, they were, but as a parent myself, I mean, my son's older now, but even when he was younger, I I know, I knew what it was like to see him ride and it was horrifying, right? And I'd see him crash and I'd be like, he's dead, he's dead, right? (laughs) But I saw some kids completely weed themselves over the weekend to where, and then, (laughs) and then parents literally like. You're all right. Get get yeah. up, and I'm like, oh my! I mean, I was literally like gonna step in, but I'm like, hey, this is your kid, not yeah. my kid. Like, g- go ahead if you think they're okay, and I understand. There's that, like I said earlier, there's that fine line of, you know, a lot of the kids they, they fall and they they, they want to scream and cry really over nothing, you right. know. So you gotta kind, you know, and I know you gotta kind of get them like, you're okay. Get up, go do it. You're, and they did. But I—I saw one one where the kid was literally dragging his leg yeah. like to get on the bike, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And I could see the mom's horror on her face, but she couldn't say anything. And, mm-hmm. and the kid went and finished it. And I saw the kid on Sunday before it was over, and I'm like, i "Remember, it, I'm like, hey, are you all right?" And oh yeah, yeah, he's fine, he's all good. And I'm like, <laughs> same with that little girl. Remember the little girl in the cobra? She mm, com- endo. Oh yeah. my god, she endoed so bad, you know. But those kids, they're like rubber. They yeah. just dude, pop yeah. up.
2: I saw some of the nastiest crashes. I even saw one where I looked at a flagger and said, "Hey, call, call, ambulance!" Like, <laughs> and then the kid—I turned around and the kid was up. I was like, "Wow, dude!"
3: They did. I mean, hey, we had—we didn't have not one ambulance ride over the four days. That's amazing. Which is amazing for yeah. that many kids and so many crashes that we saw. And yeah, shout out—a hey, shout out to Aaron Cook, mm-hmm. Craig Davis, the girls that sign up. I mean, they they are doing it all they they did an amazing job of dealing with these crazy parents and what they're doing up there arguing about things and this kid did that and he whatever i go you know i I watched a lot of that i got to see you know the mayor craig davis do his thing and he's almost like the principal out (laughs) there he does so much he does he's driving (laughs) tractors
2: around (laughs) Aaron,
3: Aaron, yeah i saw Aaron on a dozer bringing over taking (laughs) trash out i'm like dude what are you doing i mean yeah, it's 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 all in. The, you know, it's it's same with the same with the vendors. All the vendor guys, they had a good time, sold a lot of product. Seven, Dennis and and Roger and those guys just killed it. Dennis, you no, know it was
2: awesome. I saw a lot of kids who in were Friday, Saturday wearing different gear.
3: Yeah, they bought and then seven. Sunday. They were wearing. Seven. Yeah, yeah, they bought gear right there and were yep. running it. You know, it was uh, it was really cool. Like I said, Dennis was and his kids were racing too. Yep. So he's trying to juggle his business and then have his kids race and. You know, that, that was cool to see. A lot of cool vendors, a lot of cool people supporting it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's – a, it's a, like I said, if you have a young kid and you want to go race and you want to get into the madness – Come out to the mini major, yeah. You know? Daniel Blair is even out there. Yeah, his Daniel kid. Blair. He was and he was yeah. he was on that moto. Yeah, He's on his out. way. <laughs> he's on his way.
2: I, I parked know? next to them yesterday, and I left, and the kid was crying. I was like,
3: uh oh. <laughs> you know, I'm sure. I, I'm sure Daniel might have left the races when he was younger, crying too. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh man. So uh, one thing that was cool is so our old Bob buddy Bob Weber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year, he got involved with the Mini Major and uh, had a helmet, and I think it was actually Hoppa's idea, right? Hoppa had the helmet painted up with the Mini Major theme, Mini Major colors, Yep. and uh, we decided we are going to give it away to a kid on a 50, and so, man, I guess first off, props to the parents at our race series, because last year I watched the race, and I was at a loss to find a kid on a 50 with a clapped out helmet right they all had 60s and bells (laughs) yeah yeah. and i finally saw a kid wearing a clapped out old troy lee helmet that was like se1 like uh early early version right so we pulled him aside told him hey man you get to win this sick helmet and the kid had a watermelon head like he wore a size medium adult helmet i think dude he had a big head and so, <laughs> basically, that helmet <laughs> carried over, right? Yeah. So, Bob agreed to sponsor it this year, and so we still have this sick helmet. I mean, you've seen it, right, Anton? It's badass. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all the right colors and everything. and
3: Yeah, Tagger killed it.
0: And so, we have this thing. So, this year, again, I'm like, okay. On Sunday, I go up, and I watch one 50 race, like with the Cobras, the bikes, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, every kid had a 60 or a yeah. bell. I saw a TLD helmet and one shelly. And I'm like, holy cow. So then I watched a PW50 race, and they were all in good helmets. Yeah, a bunch so of So I heads. finally went to a, another Cobra-like loud race, and there's a a pileup at the start, like 15 feet down the start straight, like four kids. And one of them is a girl on a KTM E5 e-bike, and she's got like the football pad. They're the, fox racing pads. but on the outside, yeah, yeah. so she looks like the Hulk. <laughs> and she has on this pink HJC clapped out helmet with no visor. Oh, no. And I thought, did the visor break off? And I'm looking on the ground. There's no visor. Oh, no. She
3: started that way. Yeah.
0: So then I I grabbed the dad like after she takes back off. I'm, well, is that your son, daughter? What? And he goes, that's my daughter. I'm, yeah, I thought so. pink helmet. I'm, all. hey, does she, does she have an abnormally size large head? <laughs> hey, for a child. He looks at me. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, like, does she have a big head? Or like, is she in a youth helmet? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, okay. Hey, my name's Don. Come to the 60 booth afterwards. We're giving her a trick helmet, and I thought it was cool because it was a little girl B. She had some beat down helmet, with no visor. Yeah. And C, the dad was cool, and 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 lastly, she was on an e-bike, right? Mm-hmm. So she comes over and she's super cute and appreciative of it and everything. Didn't talk much when I put the microphone in her mouth, but how old was I mean, she?
3: Was like six or seven? Yeah, she yeah, was she a she was cutie. Small.
0: But then you said you saw her brother racing the helmet?
3: <laughs> yeah, so the, you gave it, you know, you did the whole thing with you and Bob, deliver, yeah. you and Bob delivering dreams over there, right, with that whole deal. And then and then it wasn't until we were doing the podium, and maybe an hour later, the, the Kenny's like, oh, this kid's win, here he comes, and he comes up. And I saw the helmet, and I'm like, oh, the little girl won. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then the brother takes the helmet off, and I'm like. And he oh, won. Yeah, he won. Oh. And I'm like, and I told the dad, I'm like, oh, did the, the <laughs> brother confiscate the helmet <laughs> dad's like no she actually let him run it she's like here you can wear it in this race and I go and he won he goes yeah and he won he goes don't worry that the helmet's going back to her because I was even kind of like well oh, you just gypped your daughter
0: here
3: but like we said earlier could you imagine if that kid weeded himself and just blew that <laughs> oh, helmet apart like gosh, right out of the gate gosh, oh man so sad. well
0: it did come with a spare visor <laughs> <but, you> if <know. laughs> I was that little girl i been whooping some ass? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: but but yeah, it was amazing. Like I said, yesterday was cool. It ended on great vibe. Everyone was stoked. People getting, I mean, FMF made amazing whole shot trophies that were. Those, dude, those they metal were things were They were heavy too. Mm-hmm. They were they were sick. Um, yeah, everyone everyone was pumped. OGO gave away go- bitching. I mean, my OGO goggle bag in my bag now is like my prized possession of my right. gear bag. Like I love that thing. They were giving those things out. Ninety eight hundred bags. You know, pro taper get my. I mean, everyone donated a bunch of cool prizes for all the kids, and I, th- I think. I mean, yeah.
0: You know, how about like so? So Samantha, and Meg, and my daughters were there to uh, sell merch, right? And swap my life t-shirts. And Kenny, Taco Bell's like. Announcing over the loudspeaker like awards and giving away our shirts. Hey, that kid almost <laughs> lost his away. life.
3: That kid, <laughs> that kid on Saturday had the save of the week, and he almost hit the the uh, container off the side of the tabletop. What? He literally, dude, he came off the track. I we thought he was going right into the container. Oh. We ran. He just missed it. He never let off the gas. He flat tracked around the outside, back onto the track, and Kenny was like, "That kid just had the save <laughs> of the week." And then he's like, Hello, that kid, whoever you are, go to Motor Live. They're gonna give you a free." t-shirt and I guess the kid did he showed up there and Sam and Megan are like uh okay what are you talking about go to sign up yeah yeah, Yeah, they're like no no they told me to come here and get my t-shirt so yeah that was that was cool that was really cool
0: yeah that was a good weekend it was really cool because you know ultimately you know we're here to cover the sport but it's also our responsibility to help grow the sport and I think with the mini major we've definitely done our part Cotton mm-hmm. kids racing, and, and then wait, wait. How about the Stasic event Saturday Dude. night? Oh my goodness! That hey, was even
3: nuts. even the Friday night, the, the ODI BMX night there at the facility. They have a BMX track there. Everyone came on their BMX bikes. And, and had a great time there. They had pizza drinks for everybody. It was, it was really cool. And then, dude, yeah, Saturday. You know what was right about the Stasic that I didn't even know till after it was already happening? And I was talking to Matt Schumann from the from Stasic, and I'm like, man, how many demo bikes did you guys bring out? And he goes, six. Yeah, he's like, six or eight or something. I'm like, wow. so you mean to tell me this is all these kids' bikes? Like, they own these things. Yeah. like, yeah, do they all have them. There was hundreds of kids on those Stasics. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't know that either.
0: I don't know. Can you imagine when all those kids age out and get peewees? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our, our race series is going to be packed.
3: I mean, the 50s and 65 classes in, at the Swap Middle Race Series and even the Mini Major are the biggest classes. They're, yep. they're, it is insane. When those gates drop and you see all that many kids coming out of it, it's just like, wow. Yeah, going. the
0: 65 beginner class with 38 kids. <laughs> oh, geez. It was funny because I was standing on the outside of the first turn, and I was like, ah. Oh. And I walked behind the metal barrier. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, thirty-eight beginners on bumblebees coming straight at me,
3: dude!" And especially like those classes because those kids fall a lot, right? Yeah. And we try to keep it. I know Aaron and them have tried to do as best they can with keeping parents. I remember when we were at Milestone, we had to corral them in the middle by right. by the tree because I get it. The parents' instinct is just, "I gotta go get my kid," right? I gotta go, go, go. But we can. Then there's a you know, it's like you come running, you're gonna get hit. You have somebody, it's gonna be bad. So we try to keep the parents. Off the track, but it, it never failed. I swear. I saw a dad. I saw a dad on Saturday come out of the of the grandstands. Jumped the fence by the grandstands, yep, over another fence, and, that, and yeah, he saw that too yeah, I saw
0: him in yeah. like
3: 30 seconds. I'm like, this guy just went so 200 fast. yards just to help he his. Jumped enemy. over
2: a kid too. I saw <laughs> it. He
3: did, dude. Yeah, they go flying, you know. And it you're just like, dude, bolt. you cannot do that. I mean, I get it, you know.
2: I saw a guy running, doing running with his kid, doing a lap, <laughs> and the EMTs just trailing him like, Hey, get off, get off. He's just completely ignored. But dude, him. it <laughs> is
3: funny because like the flaggers try to help the kids and get the bike started, but like yeah. the flaggers seem it's like they, they don't, don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't know. know. Do. And the dad can get there. It's like it's like they have a sequence or something. Yeah. They're like, they get that <laughs> hey, bike started. what, what it? is up with those bikes? Yeah. What is
0: up with the Cobras when the kids crash? They flip them upside you always, down? You always see the parents yeah, they holding the back tires <laughs> yeah. four feet off the ground. What is that? Like to get the car? I don't know if
3: they're trying to get gas back in the car or, or what. I, I don't know. Those There is. And, and some of the kids that I had to help pick up and fight, it's like they crash and the bikes right away are just – I mean I'll, I picked it up and I'm like hey your kid like the throttle's done like they're the the bike's not going to work like they just can't you know and the, but it's like the dads get there and they they just they're the mega like said they're the ones that are wrenching on those things 24/7 trying to keep those things running whether it's whatever brand you know yeah. Yeah. but they it just they seem to know cuz it yeah. it There were a couple
2: flaggers though that I swear I saw pulling the front brake to try and start <laughs> the thing like there's some unexperienced. Yeah, yeah,
3: there was, and I, and in fact, I had a, I had a situation with one flagger. I had to, like, t- I mean, we had a couple of times where we're over one of the big tables, and I get it. It's their instinct oh, you, to, to
0: run to the, dude, to run to the kid <laughs> yeah. and help him, right?
3: And I'm yelling, and I'm like. No, stay up there. You got to stay up Uh there, you know? And then I had to explain to him after. I'm like, hey, dude, look, I understand you want to run and help them. You cannot do that because if you go down to the bottom, more are coming. And then no one's known. They're going to send it. They're going to hit you. And instead of us having one kid down, we're going to have 10 kids down. And you. you And you. And you're (laughs) going to get run over. So I I had, and he was like, dude, I'm sorry. I've never done this before. And I'm like, dude, just please stay (laughs) up here. Just stay up here. You know, somebody will get them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, like I said, I think it was success. I mean, mini majors grown. That was, what, year number five?
0: Year number five.
3: Number five, and now in year number five, we're going to Georgia. Going east. East Coast. East yeah. Coast better be ready to bring it because the West Coast brings it. And, dude, there's crazy people from the West that I heard. They're going to Georgia. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going out there. Two
0: or three people yeah, yeah. just yesterday,
3: yeah. Pe- people are crazy. They're like, yeah, we're, we're going to go out there and race the East Coast kids. And I'm like, wow, okay.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah
3: they're <laughs> mini, mini kid racing is no joke.
0: Yeah, well, hey guys, it's been a, a fun show. It's been a hell of a week. Let's hope this week is a little calmer. <laughs> it's a, I it's definitely questions. hotter. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> hotter. But, um, Anton, we're gonna let you go so that you can work on uh, Tuesday Kickstart. Tuesday Kickstart, yep. And uh, it's coming. Don't worry,
1: I, dude. And I, I've had such a fun time doing t- Tuesday Kickstart too. Uh, <laughs> it's been great. They've been fun recaps this year. You
3: know hey and then and then also anton, shout out to armtonist or uh uh no jeez oh, yeah that, yeah uh, he's in a bad yeah, place, he's in a bad place,
1: uh whatever you people do has your thing, uh send that guy good vibes because it is it's a very tough situation over there for them right now, and uh yeah, t- shout out to those guys that have to go race again on Wednesday because that would be a hard thing to do, yep. Dude, that was another one. I saw Barbashev's crash there. Oh, that geez, game. Dude, dude,
3: I'm telling you, between the between what I saw this at mini, weekend, what yeah. I saw at mini major, <laughs> what I saw at the national with Hampshire and Mason yeah. Gonzalez, and then Barbashev, and I mean, people are just sending it. Yeah, I'm glad. All I'm of going my... go- I'm a golfer now. Yeah, I'm going golfing.
2: I'm so glad all hey. my all my loved ones stayed off motorcycles <laughs> this weekend because something was going
1: on. The, hey, this has been a rough year. Like, I think, and I think we've said this before, though. There are so many good guys, but this has been a gnarly year for injuries. Like Really brutal. Uh, that barbershop crash, though, did you hear that he just, like, swapped out and went wide open off the face? Like, he, it wasn't. Uh, okay.
3: It was like a little mini Doug Henry at Bud's Creek. Dude, he and then landing the- on that that uh, oh,
1: my God.
2: I can't believe he was
3: fine. Dude, he, that was ugly. <laughs>
1: I've been to that track. That is an awesome track. Like, that would be a fun track to ride, but it has some really, really big jumps and, like, really fast jumps, too. But yeah, that was a good. Those are good races too. Uh, right now, that'll be a good track to see these last two at. Um, just especially because those MXGP guys like another big swing in points too. Yep, geyser has got the red plate now again. Mm-hmm. Tony's got a broken nose from a crash. Yeah, it's gonna be good.
3: And then the MXGP again on Wednesday, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then it. Sunday
3: again too. I love it.
0: Do you guys hear something fire up downstairs? I think McGrath's here. Really, the king. Either that or Scrub Daddy's here trying to steal something. We we'll might be trying to take try <laughs> that. Trying to get that Yamaha again. He's in
3: denial about the Bru <laughs> crew. All right,
0: we better go, Anton. There's someone making noise downstairs. Guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Kickstart Podcast, presented by Pro Taper Handlebars and Controls. We'll talk to you next week. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike.